Thank you for tuning in to the Asking God Why podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast approaches the Bible with the question, Why? Let's look at the Bible to answer life's questions. Here is your host, Jameson Stewart. Hello and welcome back to this season's final episode of Asking God Why. In this season, we've been in the book of Matthew and asking the question, why is Jesus the Christ? We've gone all the way through the book of Matthew together, and I appreciate you. If you have stayed with us this whole time, I hope you have benefited from this study, as I know it has encouraged me and benefited me as well. This last episode, I've, I've titled it, Since Jesus is the Christ, I'm going fishing. Jesus, if you may remember, all the way back near the beginning of the book of Matthew, you remember as he called his disciples uh, in Matthew 4, beginning with verse 18, and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Since Jesus is the Christ, I'm going to go fishing, I suppose, in this episode. Jesus said, we also read this a while back in Matthew 16, verse 24, Jesus said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If you want to follow Jesus, if you want to follow Jesus who is the Christ, you must desire it. Is this what you want? Is this your choice? No one becomes a follower of Jesus Christ against their will. Uh, God is not going to force you to obey him. The Holy Spirit is not going to swoop down and enlighten your soul and, and magically turn you into a disciple of Christ. Being, uh, perhaps you may say, well, I was baptized as a baby. Well, being baptized as a baby is meaningless because you could not decide anything, let alone make the most important decision of your life. You and you alone are responsible for making this decision. Becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ begins with the individual, you and me. We have to decide for ourselves, am I going to follow Jesus or not? We've seen all the evidence that he is who he says he is. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the one that offers salvation. He is the one who has all authority, who must be obeyed. We've seen all that. The question is now, what will we choose? In another book, in Mark 16, verse 15, Jesus told his followers to go to all the world, to all nations of people, and proclaim the gospel or proclaim the good news of him, of Christ, of Jesus to them. A lot of you who listen are in the same country I, I live in. Are, we live in the United States of America, but I know that some of you who listen are in different countries. Part of the reason that I appreciate 
being able to podcast, or maybe whether it's write articles or whatever it may be, is that is a way, not the only way, but is a way to take the good news, to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to all people, to all nations of the world today. I I don't necessarily have the ability today to be able to go into every single, personally myself, go into every single nation on the face of this world today. But an article that's written or maybe a podcast or a sermon, whatever it may be, can go to all the world. And in doing that, that's what I'm doing here. I am obeying my Lord, I'm obeying the Messiah, the Christ, and I'm proclaiming the good news of him to you. In Acts chapter 2, you might have your Bible with you as you listen to this, and if you do, you might want to turn over there. But if you don't, I'm going to be reading some things, and I really want you to think about this. I, I, I don't know where everyone who listens to this podcast is. I mean, some of you may already be Christians. Some of you may already be disciples of Jesus Christ. Some of you may be interested in these things, but maybe you have questions about it. You may be listening more uh, because you find this interesting. Some of you may be listening, and you have your doubts, and perhaps you've had plenty of doubts all along the way. In Acts chapter 2, we find there the apostles preaching to a crowd of Jew- of Jewish people, some of these very same people who had been involved in calling for Jesus to be crucified just a few weeks earlier. And they're here gathered on, on the day of Pentecost. And here, Peter and the rest of the apostles, they are filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, what they are about to speak to this crowd is the word of God, is coming from God. And this crowd is amazed, and they want to know what's going on, and Peter tells them this is what the prophet Joel spoke of back in Joel chapter 2. And he said that day, the day will come, and that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay, he says that day, that time, that Joel wrote about, it's here now. And then what he does is he moves into really a a lesson, and he really talks about Jesus of Nazareth. He says he was a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst. As you yourselves also know, the crowd standing there would nod their head at this point and agree, yes, we saw some of the miracles that Jesus did. We saw him heal this person, or or maybe I saw him, uh, you know, that was my cousin or that was my next-door neighbor that had been lame, and I, I, yes, I know Jesus healed them. He said, you know this. You saw and you know what Jesus did. Him, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put to death, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. He said, the one that you saw do all these signs and wonders and miracles, you, with lawless hands, you have lawlessly 
outside of law, you have crucified him. But God has raised him up because it was not possible that he should be held by death. He has been raised from the dead. For David says concerning him, once again, him being raised from the dead, Peter points out, is once again a fulfillment of what God said. David said in a psalm, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades. You won't leave my soul in the place of the dead, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, Peter said, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. In other words, Peter says, when David was writing that, David obviously wasn't talking about himself, because we know, Peter said, look, we know where David's tomb is. We know he's dead and buried. He's still in the tomb. Therefore, being a prophet, so what was he talking about? Being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him, to David, that of the fruit of his body, a descendant of David, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. David knew one of my descendants is going to be the Christ. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. The Christ, he wrote about the Christ here, Peter said, and he said the Christ was going to be resurrected. The Christ was going to be one of his descendants. The Christ was going to be raised from the dead. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Peter has just connected two dots. Hey, you saw all the things that Jesus did. Jesus, you crucified him, but God raised him up. And then sort of he then says, put a pen in that. Hold on to that thought for a minute. You know, David wrote of the one who would be his descendant, David's descendant, and that God would bring the Christ through David's descendants, and God would raise the Christ from the dead. Jesus has been raised from the dead. The Christ was, God said the Christ would be raised from the dead. Jesus is the Christ. God raised Jesus from the dead. The Christ, God said, is going to be raised from the dead. Jesus is the Christ that is coming through the seed that is one of David's descendants. So, what does he say then in light of that? Having connected the dots that Jesus is the Christ, therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. He has all authority, and now what you are seeing and hearing is being said in his authority, by his authority. This is coming from God. For David did not ascend into the heavens. But he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, since he, Jesus is the Christ and Jesus is ascended to the throne of God and he has authority, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord, he has all authority, he is the one to be obeyed, and Christ and Messiah, the anointed one, the chosen one, the Savior. 
He has brought all that together and said, Jesus, he has shown biblical evidence and proof. Jesus is the one with all authority, and Jesus is the Christ. Now, that crowd of, of Jewish people there who had who had crucified the Lord themselves, what did they do? At least how did some of them respond at this point? The text says, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. The word of God pricked their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? In light of, I know now who Jesus is. He is the one who I must obey, and he is the one who can save me. He is the one that sought, you know, he has come to save his people from his sins. We read that in Matthew 1. Knowing that he has come to save me from my sins, what shall I do? And then what does Peter say? Now remember, the apostles are full of the Holy Spirit. What they are saying is coming from God. Did they say, well, you don't have to do anything. Just wait on some sign to come from God. Uh, Just wait for some, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit to work on you and you'll be saved. No, that's not what the text says in the next verse. Did, Did Peter tell them, well, look, all you have to do to be saved is as long as you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, hey, you're saved. That's not what Peter tells them. Did Peter tell them, I want you to pray this prayer to ask Jesus to come into your heart. No, that's not what the text says here. What, when they are asking what, in light of Jesus being the Savior and the King, what shall we do? What does an apostle of Jesus Christ, who is speaking the word of God by the authority of God, what does he tell them to do? Peter said to them, this is Acts 2.38, this is the biblical text, repent and let every one of you be baptized, be immersed in the name of Jesus Christ in his authority. For what reason? For the repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For what reason? For the remission or for the forgiveness of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peter tells them, here is what you do. Now, I want to ask you, those who are listening to this, when you were growing up and going to church, or maybe you think back to when perhaps you got saved, is that what you were told to do? Were you told to repent and be baptized in the name of Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? That's what Peter said. That's what the Bible says to do in response to who Jesus is. Or were you told the Holy Spirit will save you? Or were you told to just believe? Or were you told to pray some prayer? Friend, if that's what you were told, you were told something different than what God says to do. Now, what happened to those who did what God said to do? There were about, verse 41, those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And then verse 47 says, the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The ones who did what God said to do were not added to a denomination. 
they were added to the church. Which church? There was only one in that day. Which church was it? They were added to the Lord's church. Jesus' church, the one church, the one body of Jesus Christ. Today, you can do the same thing. As I said, the title of this episode is, Since Jesus is the Christ, I'm going fishing. I'm fishing for the souls of people at this point. Since Jesus is the Christ and since Jesus is the Lord, he is the only one who can save you, and he is the one who must be obeyed. We have read what we must do in response to him in this episode. The question for you, and it truly is that simple, will you do it? I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I I I hope uh, that you will continue to study and that, Lord willing, we have uh, future seasons down the road. I hope you'll hang with us. Stay tuned to the Scattered Abroad Network uh, for the summer episodes coming up in the summer of 2021. Um, There's some really good content coming out, and I think you'll enjoy it and you'll be blessed by it. I appreciate you studying with me. I hope God continues to bless you. I hope you continue to study. And as always, stay curious. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.